Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday, we begin in Alabama and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. Today, our guest is Hurricane Dave from Anchorage, Alaska, and we'll talk to Hurricane Dave and his singing and songwriting styles in just a minute. But first, I got to talk to you about cats. I don't like cats. I've had cats. I don't like cats. Now, though, maybe I would be able to like them again. Kitty's Litter Box, a new innovation to the litter box, takes away a lot of what I dislike about cats, and that's mainly the chore of the litter box. Well, Kitty's Litter Box is a completely biodegradable litter system that eliminates the hassle of cleaning out the litter box after you change the litter. I mean, that, that box, that gross box, it's not gross anymore because this one, you just open it up. You add some litter to the box. After you introduce Kitty to the box and she does her business for a month or so, you throw the whole thing away, the whole box. None of that uh, extra cleaning, power washing or whatever. You just take Kitty's litter box and throw it away. If you love cats, then you'll love your cat even more now with Kitty's Litter Box. Available at kittieslitterbox.com. It's perfect. And we are with Hurricane Dave in Anchorage, Alaska. You get hurricanes up in Alaska, do you, Dave? All the time. I've never <laughs> never once heard of a, an Alaskan hurricane. Actually, I claim to be the only hurricane that's ever hit Alaska, but we've had some pretty brutal windstorms every now and then. So I yeah. just started out because I, I came from Florida, and I kind of got the name down there and brought it with me. Oh, okay. So, Boy, that's bomb. Wow, that's that's a change from Florida to Alaska. I yeah. Yeah. You, you can't get further south, and you can't get further north. There you go. It was quite a drive up. So what uh, what got you to go to Alaska from Florida? Why did you leave Florida, and why did you go? Why did you choose Alaska? Well, uh, my wife and I went on a cruise, uh, an Alaska cruise, back in two thousand and four, uh, and just kind of fell in love with the state. And uh, then we did another one in two thousand seven, and took my kids and my granddaughter along, and. Uh, after that trip, we decided, you know, we should be like everybody else in Fort Lauderdale. We should be snowbirds and uh, spend the summers in Anchorage and spend the winters back down in Fort Lauderdale. So we moved up to uh, uh, to Anchorage in the summer of, or the spring of 2008 uh, with the intention of just staying there for the summer. Well, we met some friends up here and they convinced us to try a winter to see how we liked it. And uh, we did. And. We, we never went back. Wow. That's quite a, because it gets a little cold up there. A little bit. And uh, you don't see as many dolphins, right? That's true. Uh, we do have killer whales, uh, but no dolphins. Yeah. So, do, yeah. do you live near the water, Dave? Um, it, it's about, uh, well, we do, Anchorage is near the water, but it's, mm, it, it's not the recreational kind of water here in Anchorage. We have to drive down to Oh, Seward, which is about two hours down the road, uh, really? to really get the full effects of the the water and such. Yeah, no, no real beaches like uh, Florida, but I was never much of a beach person anyway. So. Yeah. And the the odd thing is we've uh, we found a, a fair number of people who did the same thing we did. They came up here for vacation or or whatever, and just fell in love with it and stayed. I've never been on a cruise. Most of my siblings, I've got a big family. Most of my siblings have been on a cruise. And they all have said the exact same thing. Go to Alaska first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and you'll you'll love cruising. 
because it's just the the Alaskan cruises are just absolutely beautiful, breathtaking, gorgeous. I mean, I'm in Vermont. You know, we're surrounded by the White Mountains, the Green Mountains, Lake Champlain. I've got right. plenty of snow and stuff, but it's just they they said it's nothing. It's nothing like what Alaska's like. I've so, never seen anything like it. And uh, and when we took that first trip, we also did a a, a road trip. Um, after we did the cruise, we rented a car and just followed our noses. Um, and it is just a phenomenal place. The people are incredible. Uh, the scenery is awesome. And uh, you get used to the weather. Uh, the, my wife uh, has lived in New England. Uh, she's actually from New England. And she said that the uh, the weather we get here in Anchorage is much like uh, what she experienced in uh, the Portland, Maine area. Right. So, okay. I could see that. Go a little, yeah, go a little farther north before you get the the 60 below weather in the winter time <laughs> but you do get the long winters and that's that's the thing that uh I, I don't mind the winter i love the winter actually i think it's beautiful i like the snow i like it when you live in a winter environment people know how to live in a winter, winter environment you know yeah. uh, but in in vermont and i'm sure alaska's a little bit worse it's it's the length of the winter you know we break it up by going to to florida and uh now that we're both retired i've got a house in missouri where we grew up so we'll winter in Missouri with, you know, a trip to Florida and a trip to Mexico. And, you know, that's, that, that's how we get away from the long cold winters of, of Vermont. But yeah, then, most, uh, most people up here will go down to Hawaii for a week or two in, in the middle of the winter, uh, just to thaw out. Or a lot of people have homes in Arizona as well. Um, but yeah, this winter was particularly long. We still have uh, snow on the ground uh, and it's still pretty cool in the, in the 40s, high 40s, mid 50s um the past few weeks and uh it's it's the longest winter we've had since we've been up here no kidding usually by mid-april we're ready to start summer so let me ask you this Uh, it's obvious that in florida there's a lot of music there there's a lot of venues a lot of places where you can go i don't think of alaska as the music capital of anything is it but everybody i've talked to that plays music there says it's a great music area so tell me about music and transitioning music from Florida to transition or to, to getting acclimated to playing music in Alaska. It, it's awesome up here um, in part because um, there are quite a few musicians who came up here from elsewhere and uh, just started out like me, like the state. But then when you meet the musicians up here, we have a, a pretty minimal number of people with, with egos um, my problem with playing music in Florida, not not to disparage anyone in Florida, but there was a lot of attitude among musicians when I was there in yeah. South Florida. Uh, and I moved up here and was just amazed at uh, not only the quality of the musicianship, but just how friendly and welcoming everybody here is. Not long after I moved here, I, I met a guy who had toured with Willie Nelson, Vince Gill, um, and and uh, a number of people, and was very well known among musicians nationwide. But he came up here; he just he liked it, and he stayed. And there are a lot of us in that same boat who have decided, you know, we started out playing music for fun, then we tried to make it as a career, and now we're back to playing it for fun. Yeah. Um, there yeah. are a lot of venues that have live music, not not as many as during the pipeline days, I'm told, but. Um, there were a fair number of festivals. We just played a festival uh, past weekend down in a place called Cooper Landing, which is about two hour drive from here. 
and uh, a lot of stuff going on in the summer. Now, in the wintertime, it's different. You know, it's wintertime, uh, it's difficult to get out of Anchorage because, in part, the, the roads aren't always dependable. I mean, the roads themselves are fine, but you never know what's been plowed and what hasn't and what weather conditions are going to hit you. So it's, uh, I, I kind of stay near Anchorage during the, during the wintertime, but get out during the summer, try to get out as much as we can. But you can play year-round. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. and do you do that now or do you, like you said, you, you kind of back off a little in the winter, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. Not everyone does. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do, but uh, we have a big folk festival up here in January that lasts uh, about 10 days, I think it is. And uh, everybody in the state shows up to play for that. You get, everybody gets 15 minutes, no matter if you're just starting out or if you're the biggest name in the state, you get 15 wow. minutes. And, and it's, a, it's a pretty good deal. It's a, it's a free festival and, and things like that are go on off and on during the winter time. And, uh, but I've just, uh, I've, I've grown tired of playing bars and that's where most of the winter gigs are in the bars. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's, you know, I've done that and I'm, I'm I'm content to just do other things. You've played for a few years, right? Just a few, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I started out in the mid '70s in Washington D.C. area. Because wow, grew up. no kidding, you've been around then. Like I grew up in Maryland, and then went to uh, went to Nashville in the '70s, and you know tried to try to make it there, and uh-huh. not, not a very welcoming place at that time, you know. And uh, so I yeah took a different direction, and and. Mainly, I'm playing for fun. I've, I've been very lucky up here, but uh, it, it's not my entire life. Good, because you need balance, right? I, I should point out, by the way, you said Maryland. My daughter met my son-in-law at Perry Point, Maryland, right there. Oh, really? In the, yeah, in uh, Baltimore. I guess it's in the Point. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think it's across the uh, the bay or whatever where Francis Scott Key wrote the Stars Michael Banner. Yeah, the harbor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the best blue crab I've ever had in my life was there. Oh. <laughs> Chesapeake Bay blue crab. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, that's a Chesapeake Bay. I could have drawn a blank there. Yeah. But of course, we got king crab up here, and that's just that's yeah, the- Alaskan king crab. I mean, that's what yeah. keeps certain uh, fast food seafood restaurants alive, right? Yeah, <laughs> the big yeah. crab fest. What what do you do when you're not playing music? Well, my wife's got me doing a bunch of stuff around the house. Uh-huh. Um, I, I shouldn't say that. It's not my wife has got me doing that. I do, do it because I'm uh, I'm sort of semi-retired and uh, devoting as much time as I can to music, especially this time of year. But uh, my latest venture was uh, I've worked as a substitute teacher for the past year at oh, wow. uh, the elementary school right down the street from our house. And that was, that was a kick. That was a, it was a real hoot. I bet that'd be fun. Especially I mean, because when you're an entertainer, you know, you're an entertainer, you're in the business mm-hmm. of keeping people's attention. Yeah. And now you're having to keep the attention of not, not some people that are hanging out at a bar, but you got like a seven year old or nine year old or 12 year old to get to keep their attention, you know? Right. It's, it's a different a audience. Lot, it's a lot easier keeping the, the, the barroom drunks attention. Yeah. <laughs> Getting the second, third graders, but now, uh, but it's very enjoyable. Now, do you write all your music, Dave, or do you just uh, do you just do covers and throw in, like when you do a show, do you throw in one or two per set that you wrote, or is it all when you go see a Hurricane Dave show, it's all originals? It, it's pretty much all originals. I have a, a few covers that I do for for the shorter shows. You know the. Anything an hour and a half or, or less is pretty much all originals. Um, 
the few other things thrown in. But uh, uh, lately, I've been working with another guitar player, and we've got a, a duo, uh, and we play honky tonk music. We're just uh, a couple old guys playing old country and old rock uh-huh. and roll, and it's uh, it's worked out really well. It's been very uh, very successful for us the last couple of summers. We've got a, several places in the state we play pretty regularly, and. And uh, so we do almost all covers in, in, in that configuration. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, you, uh, and you almost have to, you know, when you're doing like you don't want to oh, do yeah. bars, but if you have to do a bar, you got to do a three hour set. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. Unless, unless you've been writing music for a long time and, you know, it's hard to fill an hour and a half, much less a three hour set, you know. Yeah. And then, and keep, quite frankly, you're going to lose your audience. Right. That's what I was going to say. And keep people's interest because, you know, after a while, they're like, okay, we'll play something we know. I had a, had a party yeah. one time and it was an, all my guitar buddies. So we're up there playing guitars, drums and everything. And a friend came up and said, can you play something by the Commodores? I said, yeah, go find me my horn section, you know, <laughs> 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 but the, you know, you want to keep them entertained, you know, and uh, yeah. well, we did, we, we did our thing and it was fun for us, but maybe not so much fun for the audience, you know? Yeah, so, uh, well, we kind of we kind of try to make it fun for us and the audience, and yeah. we're big on doing requests, and and we're we both have warped senses of humor, and so we uh, we we've got one place up in Talkeetna, which is a neat little town about two hours north of here. Um, there's a, a pizza place that has an outdoor um, outdoor dining area, and uh, they've got a big stage there, and they run music through there. Um, certainly, every every day on the weekends in the summer and, and during the week as well. And and we've landed this kind of semi-regular Saturday afternoon gig. Yeah. And it's all, it's pretty much all tourists. And uh, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun, you know, uh, um, uh, some people won't play covers, but you know, like you say, my feeling is whatever your audience wants, give it to them. Absolutely. Even if they ask for songs you don't know, make make up something. You know, we've been known to make up words. <laughs> oh, I've been in those situations where you just you draw blanks, so you just throw up, throw in your own words, make them up as you go, and you know, as long as it, it fits rhythmically, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. With Hurricane Dave from Anchorage, Alaska, singer songwriter, and uh, boy, it's hard to hard to pigeonhole your your genre because you just play so many different styles, man. And uh, you brought up your odd sense of humor so that's going to segue perfectly into the first song i want to talk about and it's called uh, uh craving carbs a great blues song and it hits home with me because i've lost about 30 some odd pounds on the keto diet <laughs> and <laughs> you write this song craving carbs and and first of all living in vermont i get it you know and and living in alaska you get it and people that live in maybe florida or southern california or missouri they just don't get that whole winter carbo load thing. So let's explain the song to me and we'll give it a listen. What's what's this craving carbs thing all about? Well, this was, uh, I did an album several years back, <clears throat> excuse me, um, not long after I moved up here and, and kind of got a few experiences under my belt of, of living in Alaska. And uh, one of the first things you learn is, you know, during the winter, you get this natural urge for, for carbs, for uh, for uh, bread products and cookies and uh, all kinds of starches or something. I, I, it's a physical thing that I don't understand, but you really have to watch what you eat during the winter or else you'll pop out in the springtime 50 pounds heavier. Yes. So, uh, 
So I thought, well, this could be a fun subject to do a song about. Uh, we got other songs on the album about uh, uh, dog mushing and uh, combat fishing <laughs> and, and aurora borealis and all kinds of other things on there. And this, so this one is uh, <clears throat> this one is about uh, living in Alaska in the winter, and, and as you say, probably applies in Vermont and many other places where it gets cold and dark. And, well, let's uh, give it a listen. All right. Okay. All right. We're with uh, <laughs> Hurricane Dave from Anchorage, Alaska, and the first uh, first song he's going to serve up for us here is a song called "Craving Car." <laughs> It starts getting dark in the winter When the sun shines just a few hours I start storing up food for the long haul Loading up on cornmeal and flour I'm craving carbs, baby I'm craving carbs After a summer dining on seafood and fresh vegetables from the matsu I start shoveling starch in as fast as I can I'll be big enough to put in the zoo I'm craving carbs, baby I'm craving carbs They're queued up five deep at the bakery the donut supply's getting low There's a run on fritters at Dusty's I can't get enough sourdough I'm craving carbs, baby I'm craving carbs I'm craving carbs, baby I'm craving carbs your steak, I just want potatoes Mashed, baked, skins, or au gratin Hook me up with home fries and hash browns Those spuds have no chance to get rotten I'm craving carbs, baby I'm craving carbs Pancakes and waffles and Kaiser Pasta and couscous and buns Triscuits, biscuits, biscottis By Christmas I'll weigh a ton I'm craving carbs, baby I'm craving carbs They're queued up five deep at the bakery the donut supply's getting low There's a run on fritters at Dusty's I can't get enough sourdough I'm craving carbs, baby I'm craving carbs I'm craving carbs, baby I'm craving
cannoli, refries and tortilla chips, piled high and buried in guacamole. Northern winters expanding my hips. I'm craving carbs, baby. I'm craving carbs. I sneak out to Leroy's diner for a big bowl of chili and beans or a humongous slab of meatloaf. Oops, I popped the snaps off my jeans. I'm craving carbs, baby. I'm craving carbs. They're queued up five deep at the bakery. The donut supply's getting low. There's a run on fritters at Dusty's. I can't get enough sourdough. I'm craving carbs, baby. I'm craving carbs. I'm craving carbs, baby. I'm craving carbs. Hey, baby, you want to pass me that big platter of peanut butter cookies you just popped out of the oven? Mmm, they smell so good. What do you mean we're all out of strawberry shortcake? I see the strawberries in there, baby. I don't want them. I just want the shortcake. Hey, is that a bag of Cheetos I see over there in the corner? Oh, I'll just finish this off instead. Craven Carbs. Love that song. Hurricane Dave from Anchorage, Alaska is our guest today in the Music of America podcast. We'll be back talking to him and his interesting sense of humor in just a moment. Octave Mandolins, Joe Mendel's signature piece of art, gives you that sweet tone that's somewhere between like a mandolin and a guitar. It has the mandolin punch while also delivering a, the sustain and the range of a guitar. And he builds them to your specs. You may prefer Adirondack on the top to the like the Sitka, maybe a little black walnut, mahogany, rosewood, maple, whatever. You select the wood, you select the style, and Joe will make it for you. Your very own octave mandolin. I call them Mendel's Mandos. He calls them art. And they are beautiful pieces. They all impart flavor of their own. They all have their own tone. Mendel's Mandels, the octave mandolin, available at joemendelsfrets.com. So what do you play, Dave? With Hurricane Dave from Anchorage, Alaska, what do you play besides guitar? I play guitar, I play harmonicas. That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. where'd that blues sound come from from that last song? We, we that, that That's just such a great traditional blues sound to it on uh, Craving okay. Carbs. Is that just it, from, from doing um, this for a couple of weeks? or? Well, um, as you mentioned earlier, I do kind of a lot of different styles. Um, and, uh, when we did the album, um, even though it was, uh, an album of all Alaska music, I actually did the recording in Florida with uh, my mentor, a guy named Josh Nolan. And, uh, Josh and I sat down with some of the songs and said, uh, it was his idea. He said, you know, let's, let's see if we can get kind of a bluesy, uh, kind of thing going here. Um, 
and you know maybe with a kind of a Stevie Ray Vaughan uh, guitar lick in there or something. And so it was kind of a collaborative effort between Josh and me. Man, it's but, great because uh, you've got a lot of really, really cool blues elements in that song, and then it's funny. I, I just think it's hilarious, I'm and it's a, a good reflection of of your personality, which you always try to bring in music. You know, absolutely right. And uh, so you do that again in a song called "Made in China," and I want to hear how that evolved because I, I pictured you at a gift store. You know, <laughs> you got it. Uh, it's uh that first summer up here, I got a job as a tour guide on the Alaska Railroad. Oh, uh, wow. How fun. Which, yeah, very strange. You know, here's take somebody who's only been in Alaska uh, a couple of weeks uh, over the course of four years and uh, make him a tour guide. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, basically, we'd ride the train from Anchorage to Fairbanks. Uh, stay overnight and then ride the train back from Fairbanks to Alaska. And before I started the job, they gave me a uh, this really thick notebook that's a mile-by-mile mile guide to the Alaska Railroad. I was working for one of the cruise lines. Cruise lines have private cars on the railroad. And uh, oh. so one of the things we did was we had to sell souvenirs. And just about everything we sold was made in China. And, uh, yeah, and then you walk into the gift shops in Anchorage and uh, unless – unless you've been pointed to a particular place or another by a local, you're going to walk in and buy a bunch of stuff that was made in China. And so I thought, well, this, this is uh, certainly some subject matter for song here and let's uh, see what we can come up with. So that's, that's how that uh, came about. See, I'm a sucker for that stuff. I'm a sucker for like, uh, if I go to Alaska, I want to get some, something made from Alaska with real whalebone. You know, I want to buy mm -hmm. local products or whatever. So I, I tend to stay away from gift shops and or or yeah gift gift shops. And I'll go to maybe a mom and pop shop because then I know I'm getting something. Usually getting something authentic. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and that's that's the strategy here. And and yet you think you think that, and then you do your research and you look around and you look at the bottom of the box that everything's all packaged, and you hear you see made in China, like oh my god, <laughs> yeah, or. Or designed in Alaska, but made right. inspired, yeah. inspired, yeah. By. <laughs> inspired by. Inspired <laughs> yeah. by. So, uh, and and of course, growing up in the Washington D.C. area, it's the same thing. You know, you're you're buying a a, a little thermometer shaped like the Washington Monument. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. it's made in China. You know, it, it applies not just to Alaska, but any place that's a tourist town, basically. I never thought of that, but yeah, can you make the DC here? Now here's the Capitol building. Here's a snow globe. And as you shake it up, you see the made in China. Yeah. yeah <laughs> exactly. That's hilarious. Well, that's the name of the song. Did, did, did it just come to you that, that the idea, and then you wrote the whole song or did you write it in pieces or how did, how did that evolve? How did that? Uh, well, it, like I said, the, the, the idea got started when I was doing the train job, uh, um, as a tour guide. And, uh, uh, part of our job as tour guides is we had to sell all these products. And um, uh, I sat down, uh, I sat down to write one weekend um, and wrote about, oh, I don't know, seven or eight songs that were all pretty much about Alaska. Uh -huh. And this was, this was one of them. It kind of wrote itself. Um, the, uh, it refers to Ulu knives, which uh, Ulu knives are, um, uh, things the Alaska natives use uh, as uh, their primary cutting implement, and uh, it's it's hard to even describe what it is. 
Um, that's a big seller uh, at the tourism shops, the tourist shops. And then I mentioned Mucklux, you know, that's the, right. the, the shoes and such. And, uh, and of course, gold nuggets and things. Um, and just kind of works it into a, works it into a song about a guy who goes to Alaska, he goes shopping, gets a bunch of souvenirs for his friends, takes them back home, and realizes they're all made they're in China. Made in China. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious. <laughs> Have you considered uh, doing a comedy album? Because you got, a, I think, a great sense of humor between this song and the Craven Carbs. I think they're both really funny, and I think they're it's a safe comedy. You know, you're not really offending a whole lot of people. You know, and 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 they're just funny. Have you have you delved in the comedy? I guess I, I don't think I'd enjoy it uh, really? <laughs> because most of the comedy I do now, and then which we do, I do when I'm playing solo, and also when I'm working with the duo, um, is spur of the moment. Um, uh, nothing scripted, and uh, there's a lot of interplay with the audience and such. And I just uh, I don't have the discipline to do comedy on a regular basis. So I just try to throw some into most of, most of the songs I write have either a comedy element or, or some kind of uh, cockeyed view of things. Uh, yeah, I remember a, like a Seinfeld episode, I think it was, where uh, he was introduced as a comedian. He goes, okay, funny man, tell me a joke. Make me fun, make me laugh. Which, yeah. It doesn't yeah. work like that, you know? No. It doesn't. And uh, But when you can take the time to write out a song and put a melody to it, there's you can't help but chuckle. You know, yeah, and that's, and that's the other idea. That's that's the, so we're gonna give it a listen. And this I is, do write, so I do write some serious songs too. We'll but, talk uh, about that too. Large, I'm, I'm <laughs> known for the, the the funny ones. But I love this one too. I, uh, although, you know, the craving carbs hits hits home because I'm on, like I said, I'm on keto. But this isn't that far either because you know uh, I worked in advertising for a long time, so I understand marketing and all that. And yeah. Uh, and the frustration that you might have from seeing everything that's made in China. So we're with Hurricane Dave in Anchorage, Alaska. We're going to give a listen here to a song called Made in China. A trinket, a t-shirt, or some other souvenir. A keepsake to remind me of the great time I had here. I saw it. I bought it, paid twice what it was worth, only to find that it was made elsewhere on this earth. Made in China, made in China. That Ulu knife just can't be made in China. I took it home with me to Carolina, only to find it was made in China The clerk said they're authentic Made out in the bush By a native in an igloo And my wife gave me a push She said buy them We'll give them to Cousin Sharon for Christmas But I later learned the detail That never was discussed Made in China Made in China Those mucklucks, they just can't be made in China The experience was giving me angina When I found they were made in China 
So take care before the bill is paid That the label says Alaska made Or be embarrassed when you get back home That nugget you bought in the store Was much less than you bargained for It turns out that it wasn't mined And no, not at all It was made in China Made in China that sticker says that it was made in China It wasn't panned out by a local miner Sorry my friend, it was made in China Sorry my friend, it was made in China Made in China, but no you weren't <laughs> with Hurricane <laughs> Dave who was not made in China uh, it's creations from all over the all over the country we'll get back to talking to Dave in just a moment growing up in St. Louis the blues is a strong influence and has been in my life in fact the logo that we use featuring the Alabama serenaders from back in the 1930s has my grandfather right in the middle there with his clarinet pointing up to the gods. Well, the Soulard Blues Festival really showcases that deep-rooted blues heritage. The B3 Blues Festival in St. Louis is an outdoor concert festival held in historic Soulard Market. While the flavor is local blues artists, the savory tradition of classic blues does and will prevail throughout the day. Now, the 2023 festival has come and gone, and you can guarantee they're already working on 2024. It's uh, not just music. They have local artisans displaying their crafts. And of course, you can't be in St. Louis without beer. So they have local beer tastings as well. And it's all included at the Soulard B3, the annual blues festival and historic Soulard Market, St. Louis, Missouri. Check them out at uh, on their Facebook page at the B3 Soulard Festival in St. Louis. We're with Hurricane Dave from Anchorage, Alaska. Dave, we were talking about the the, the comedy and humoristic writings that you you have in a lot of your music, but you do a lot of serious stuff. And we're going to talk, we're going to play uh, one of your serious songs in a moment, but let's talk a little bit about your serious music and where that comes from and who who your influences were when you grew up and started playing and writing music. Well, uh, a lot of influences. Uh, Harry Chapin, John Prine, uh, Johnny Mitchell, Waylon Jennings, Willie Nelson, those people. Uh, uh-huh. Kind of an eclectic range of of influences um and i like uh with the serious songs they tend to be a little more personal uh than some of my my funnier songs the the goofy songs are, are more observational than yeah. anything else and and uh um although i do have a, a couple of, of slower ones that i've written um i did several years ago i mentioned josh nolan earlier josh and i worked on an album several years ago uh called barstools and church pews and uh, it was half uh, gospel music and half drinking songs. So I wanted to give a little, give a little something to everybody, you know. So this might be the only album I ever record. So let's let's give it give everybody something on here. So that's fun. And then there was all covers except for the title song, which was called Barstools and Church Pews, which was a very serious song about uh, um, the churches and bars kind of serving the same purpose in, in some ways. Uh, for individuals with troubles, troubles on their mind, or, or looking for 
uh, redemption of some sort. Um, and I've done a few other serious ones. And the, the one that I think you're going to play uh, next was um, I was uh, I was getting to an age where I'm thinking, yeah, I should not be doing this anymore. I should just I should just go off into a corner and and die. Uh, well, no, that's probably not a good idea. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> not, maybe not die. Maybe just but, uh, right off into the I sunset. Do, I, I, worked a, uh, I worked a solo gig at at this uh, at a bar in, in Talkeetna uh, several years back, and and it was a really long night, and uh, usually. It was like a four and a half, five hour night, and I was just beat at the end of it. And I thought, why am I doing this? Why don't I just get together with a couple other musicians and we can share the load? And, which ultimately we did. But uh, but I got to thinking about I've been doing this a long time, and uh, uh, so I came up with this song concept, and it's it's very personal, and, and uh, uh, much of what's said in the song is accurate. Um, uh, uh, you know, physical problems and, and right. just, uh, you know, I've played all these different places and, and maybe I've contributed all I've got to contribute. We've all said this. I used to tell my bandmates that, uh, you know, we, we don't get paid to play. We get paid to haul equipment, you know, and, <laughs> and, and as you get older, it gets more and more difficult. And this song really speaks to that, Dave. And I, I the, the podcast only been on for a couple of weeks. Okay. And uh, it just began this year. So I'm, I'm guessing most of the people that are in the infancy stage listening are musicians. So mm -hmm. I hope that this is going to ring with, especially some of these people that have been playing like you for 30 some odd years, you know, 20, 30 years or whatever. The song is called, this is how it started. And uh, it's uh, it really hits home to, to musicians and for musicians. So let's give it a listen. Hurricane Dave from Anchorage, Alaska. Anything else you want to say about the song before we play it? I think it pretty much speaks for itself. I hope it does. It really does. It really does. Let's give it a listen. This is how it started. This is how it ends Picking on a guitar And singing to my friends I was in my early twenties More than forty years ago I had high aspirations But Nashville just said no yeah, this is how it started This is how it ends A spectacular adventure Some losses and some wins But the curtain's slowly falling now This day would come I knew So thank you for this last chance To sing a song to you Pizza joints and bar rooms in 301 and 202. 
615-954-9072. Devastation Celebration. I sang about them all. I made you cry and I made you laugh. This gig has been a ball. This is how it started. This is how it ends. A spectacular adventure. Some losses and some wins. But the curtain slowly falling now. This day would come, I knew. So thank you for this last chance to sing a song to you. Now my voice is getting raspy. My beard's more white than gray. Sciatica won't let my legs stand all night to play. Arthritis threatens both hands. I'm forgetting chords and words. It's time to step aside for younger voices to be heard. Yeah, this is how it started, and this is how it ends. A spectacular adventure, some losses and some wins. But the curtain slowly falling now, this day would come anew. So thank you for this last chance to sing a song to you. This is how it started. This is how it ends. Picking on a guitar and singing to my friends. This is how it started. Hurricane Dave from Anchorage, Alaska. Man, uh, it. I, I, and I got to say this, I said this in the pre-interview and I, I said it to myself, I was going to bring this up to you. I've listened to played music most of my life since I was a kid. We grew up listening to show tunes. I have never heard the word uh, sciatica used in, in a song <laughs> until this song. <laughs> Try rhyming it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe I will next time I'm in Attica. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> versions of the song, I, I tried. I had it at the end of a line, and I tried to rhyme. That oh, you can't really rhyme sciatica, but yeah. So that's why I got put back in the start of a line instead. But, that's um, funny though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm from from a guy don't suffer sciatica, but I've had enough back and neck injuries that uh, mm. you know I, I just can't. Well, uh, this is the part of the show I call the shameless self promotion. So tell me anything that's coming up with you this summer, or maybe at the start of the year, CDs, concerts. Uh, well, anything. right now I'm uh, working uh, with our duo, and we're called Brothers of Tom. Uh, we used to be a trio, 
um, a bass player uh, named Tom Torvey. We were all just the best of buddies, and he was an incredible, incredible musician. He had this low, low singing voice. And uh, Tom uh, passed away rather unexpectedly about uh, two years ago. And uh, so Michael, the other uh, bandmate, and I decided, well, we could get another bass player, but it just wouldn't seem right. So we just decided to go on as a duo. And that's worked out pretty well. So uh, we're called Brothers of Tom, and we're uh, playing around the state uh, through the summer. Um, Name uh, some places that you some towns or cities that you'll play in when you play in Alaska. Well, we play almost every other Saturday, uh, pretty much, at a place called Mountain High Pizza Pie in Talkeetna. Um, we're also going to be in, uh, Fairbanks, uh, Delta Junction. Um, we just finished up a, a, a short weekend thing at, uh, uh, on the Kenai Peninsula, uh, the town of Soldatna, and then again, the little town of Cooper Landing. Uh, we'll be in Seward, which is the main port for cruise lines. Um, and, uh, although by when this airs, I guess we will, uh, have already done that, but uh, we like to just get in the RVs and, and go <laughs> fun. And, and just have fun. And, you know, part of it's playing the music. Part of it's just seeing the beauty of Alaska. It's always yeah. different. No matter how many times you've been to a place, it's always different. Now you said you don't do bars that much so, anymore, but uh, festivals, concerts, uh, CDs, anything like that coming up? I've got a number of albums um, on my website, which is hurricanedavemusic.com. Um, don't go to hurricanedave.com. That's a hip hop DJ in Atlanta. Oh, really? And, okay. Uh, <laughs> you'll be very confused. Hurricanedavemusic.com. And there are links there where you can download any of my uh, albums. Um, and it's a, a pay what you like thing. It's uh, oh, that's already pretty cool. Yeah. I've, you know, I'm working on my second million now. And I, I, I gave up on the first. Um, so I, I made my first million, but it took me 67 years to do it accumulatively, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but anyhow, so the, uh, uh, point being it's, uh, pay what you want to pay. There's a minimum of $1 per album. Uh, Uh, if you want to, if you want to be cheap, you can get it for a dollar or if you want to be decent, you can put 10 bucks in there or whatever, but (laughs) there you go. Anyhow. And we did, uh, um, uh, the most recent one uh, solo is a live album I did uh, and tried to capture some of the feel of the live show. And even though we did it in a recording studio with an audience of about 20 or 30 people, it was part uh-huh. of a series the studio did. Um, but that's on there. Uh, it's called, the album's called It's Alive! Alive! And then <laughs> there's my... It's Alive! <laughs> my Chaco Chronicles album is on there. And uh, it, also there's a calendar for where I'll be playing. Uh, and really cool. Updated. So, uh, yeah, hurricanedavemusic.com. And uh, if you're riding around Alaska, just kind of pop up that site and see where we're at. And, and what about like Spotify, Amazon Music, place like that? find you there as well or yeah we're on itunes um and uh uh excuse me um apple music um i I don't like to plug spotify because they don't they don't uh okay okay that's right but uh yeah you can just search for hurricane dave and any like i said the guy in atlanta will pop up and uh right the hurricane dave music right yeah you got it hurricanedavemusic.com or if well, you can't that, remember that, brothersoftom.com. Brothers of Tom, even better. So uh, the same place. 
Yeah, I played a, an acoustic set with my brother and a friend of mine from college, and we were the three Hermans. And as someone, if if someone would leave, someone else would come in. We all had different Herms. Like I was Herm, uh, mm-hmm. Rich was Herman, Mike was Hermie, uh, and Luis came in. He was Hermano, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we were the three Hermans. It's fun. Uh, yeah, if you're not having fun, you're you're in the wrong business. Exactly. Well, thank you, Dave. It's been a lot of fun. We've been with uh, Hurricane Dave from Anchorage, Alaska. Join us tomorrow. We have another special guest from Alaska. I'm going to stumble through her name. It's Ingvil Vatangutu. You'll want to hear that for sure. She's a hoot. Cool. Hi, man. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.